again, a shot blocked, comes right back to the blue line. Here's Dowdy, right side, he shoots, and the score! It came off of the Kings Carter, and he puts it in, and the Kings have a 3-0 lead. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official the podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. However, the views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and other contributors. They do not necessarily represent those of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. The Kings are a game above 500. Jeff Carter is the NHL Player of the Week, and Thanksgiving is just days away. Pretty good week so far, you guys. We have a packed episode for you, Kings fans. Lindsay Zarneski is here. She's going to catch us up on the Ontario Reign. Jack A. Wilson is here. He's going to preview Kings Weekly. And right smack dab in the middle of them, we've got the Royal Half to gush about Jeff Carter, Nick Dowd, and the rest of this team that continues to surprise and impress all of us. Subscribe on iPhone or Android and never miss an episode. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. Never miss an episode, Kings fans. And of course, follow us across social media. That's Kings Men Podcast, one word, Kings Men Podcast on all your favorite platforms. As I said, Thanksgiving is here, so I'm going to take this moment to thank all of you for listening, subscribing, telling your friends, tweeting at us, messaging us, and supporting us throughout all the years. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. I am truly thankful for all of your support and for the Kings for letting me have my little fun on the internet. Now, here's what you came for, all the Kings men. Joining me now, Ontario Rain insider Lindsay Zarneski. How are you doing today, Lindsay? Doing great, Jesse. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So, uh, over the last couple of days, there appeared to be a bit of a miscommunication regarding Anders Lindback and his status with the Ontario Reign. So, Lindsay, let's settle it once and for all. What is Anders Lindback's status with the Ontario Reign? Well, he's officially now been released from his PTO. Like you said, a bit of a miscommunication last Thursday. The Reign were on their way to Stockton. The Kings were, you know, getting ready to play the Oilers at home. And uh, I've never seen it happen before, to be honest, where a team retracts a statement. But he was uh, released from his PTO. Oh, and that, then that statement was retracted by the rain. Um, the following day, of course, Jack Campbell reassigned to the rain. And then just before that, Lindbeck was released from the CTO. So it seems like everything uh, sorted out now. And, you know, Jack Campbell is back with the rain and was able to play this past weekend with them as well. So the final uh, Anders Lindbeck chapter appears to be four games played, two one and one, a safe percentage of uh, 0.87. And it goals against the 3.4. So I guess that's that. How did Jack Campbell look? You know, I thought he had probably his best game yet for the rain, except for maybe the first game of the season when he shut out San Diego. But uh, the word on Jack Campbell was that he was with the Kings, obviously, that night against the Oilers, uh, backing up Budai. And then he had to get on a plane to, to meet the team in Stockton, miss the morning skate, um, started that night. Played a very good game, only gave up two goals. It was 32 saves for him. Uh, Others really praised his play, too, which um, he's not totally keen to always praise the goalies. So, I mean, (laughs) obviously last year with Peter Budai, I mean, he was having an MVP season. So, praising Peter Budai that season was kind of like a broken record. But I thought Campbell had a very good game, maybe deserved a little bit better. had a great uh, stop on a breakaway in overtime, but um, stretched out pad save. The, the rebound was left there, and uh, Stockton just be one of the rain players to the puck to score that overtime winner. But uh, he's with the rain now, and I would imagine he's going to get a lot of a lot of time now that he's the front man in front of Jack Flynn. I mean, knock on wood, right? We've had this conversation, it feels like, three or four times already about uh, about Jack Campbell and where he's going to spend the duration of the season. And and uh, I, I hope you're right. I hope he he, uh, I hope he does stay in Ontario. He deserves some sort of award for uh, <laughs> for having his uh, his bags packed and uh, and having to travel. Um, you mentioned that the team lost in overtime. How did they look during the rest of that game, though? The the three periods preceding the overtime. Well, the penalty kills really picked it up. They've, they haven't allowed a goal now in the last three games. So I thought that was probably one of the highlights there. And then just to, just in general, I thought, just going back to Jack Campbell's play, I thought he was really strong. And 
it is hard to really assess what what's happening sometimes in those away games because I'm watching on the mm-hmm. on the live stream. But, um, it did have a very good pace to it, which is uh, good to see, and we'll have a a good game to watch here on on Wednesday when the rain gets the post docked in here at home, back home finally. Yeah, so <laughs> they have a five game homestand. I mean, this is like the longest homestand of the season so far. How important is it for them now finally to come home and actually play a stretch in, in Ontario? I think the players try not to make a big deal out of it, and neither does uh, Coach Southers. But, um, you know, they, they've said things like, well, eventually we're going to, you know, have some home games here uh, at some point in time. You know, the, game, the games are split half and half home and away. So I think just in general, too, they've had a, a little bit of a different group this year. So, It'll be nice to just be home. They're very rarely have they been even practicing in their own arena. Um, they're at the practice ring where they they don't have the kind of setup like the Kings do at El Segundo, where you know all their stuff is already there. They actually have to you know unpack everything from Citizens Business Bank, bring it over there. So I think it'll be nice for them to be home. It's over Thanksgiving holidays for the you know the American players too. So. Uh, five game home stretch here just to kind of settle in be with family be, be at home and that's always helpful for any team and we've mentioned you know they they only play uh usually only on the weekends they'll have the odd wednesday game so because of the way the schedule works out they're actually they're home for almost two and a half weeks so it must be nice um they've only played three of their 12 games at home to this point uh, back-to-backs early against Texas and San Jose, and then that one against San Antonio. Um, they the next road trip they take is out to Tucson, which is not that far, and then they they're back home again. Uh, I think it's December tenth or something like that. Tucson uh, recently had a player uh, they canceled some games because of a I believe it was a heart attack. Did you hear anything about that, Lindsay? Or do we know any more about? Uh... Yeah. You know, I don't. I've been tracking the news for sure. The player's mm-hmm. name is Craig Cunningham. He's actually their captain. Uh, really unfortunate news, to be honest. I think there was one report out there that it was a heart attack, but a lot of people are uh, shying away from that. No one right. wants to say that that's exactly what happened. But um, a friend of mine, former colleague, he works with the Roadrunners, was uh, messaging him that night, just trying to figure out uh, what happened. And, um, he was pretty short on words just because of just a pretty terrifying circumstance. And it seems like, you know, when things like this happen, um, it really brings the hockey community together. Obviously a, a very sad uh, incident that happened, but uh, it seems like Greg Cunningham was the, is a player who's well-respected in the hockey community. Uh, he was voted captain by his teammates this year in, in Tucson, and I think everybody's uh, thinking about him and him and his family and hoping that he can recover from this and they they did suspend that game um they've also suspended the tucson's next two games that were supposed to happen this week against san diego uh pretty classy move i think by the ahl to mm-hmm. just put things on pause while um, everyone can kind of uh take the time to wrap their head around uh exactly what happened and, uh, obviously very bad news well, I didn't realize people were shying off that diagnosis, so I guess I will as well. Um, but uh, as you mentioned, it is Thanksgiving. The players get a chance to spend time with their family, and Kings fans are getting a chance to spend time with their family. So, Lindsay, I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you once again, not just for joining me today, but for all the work you do and uh, for all the times you've joined me. So thanks very much, Lindsay. We're thankful for you. Well, thank you, Jesse, and thank you for having me. I'm thankful for you, too, and all the hard work you put in covering you know, the rain here and with John and, and everybody else. Well, no problem. And we've been having a big fight now amongst ourselves over who loved Nick Dowd first. And I suspect it was probably you. So I'll go ahead and give you the credit for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for liking Nick Dowd before all the rest of us. Uh, follow her on OntarioRainInsider.com and on Twitter. Thanks again, Lindsay. We'll talk to you soon. Joining me now from TheRoyalHalf.com, The Royal Half. How are you doing tonight, The Half? I'm doing well, Jesse. And when do we start worrying that the return of uh, Kopitar, Gabrick, and Quick uh, is actually the worst possible thing for this team right now? When do we start worrying about that? (laughs) 
I saw that you tweeted that, and I had a chuckle. With a, with a, with a three nothing lead, I tweeted that. And, and yeah, trust yeah. me, I had my finger <laughs> on the delete button as the uh, Ducks uh, yeah. roared back in the third period. I, I chuckled when I read it, and because I know you, I thought, ah, he doesn't really mean that. But that tweet. But do I? But do I? I don't. Do I? I, I choose to believe you don't. <laughs> Look, you're you're you watch the stats, right? I'm more about culture, uh, uh, you know, heart and grit. And... Again, I realize you've never been in a dressing room before, oh, but but when you're in a dressing room, you know, when look, you're winning. Look, you can say I never played the game, but roller hockey teams had dressing rooms. <laughs> yeah, no, the the benches that were by the lockers do not count as a dressing room, my friend. Look, I know you were kidding, but you opened up the Pandora's box of, of, bad, oh, of, did I? of bad fan comments. <laughs> um, look, the half, uh, I'm very fond of saying that in many ways you and I are very different people. But one of the ways in which you and I are very similar is that we can have a good chortle at our fellow Kings fans. Uh, <laughs> we, hate, we hate dumb Kings fans? <laughs> yeah, basically. And it's been a while. It's been, it's been a really it's long true. time since it's we've true. had an opportunity to, uh, to, to punch down. <laughs> Um, people actually are advocating trading Kopitar. And it's not just this one crazy person that was tweeting at me um, uh, during the game on, on Sunday, but uh, you know, there's you, you can um, I, I threw this jo- joke out on Twitter, but, but Reddit is scared of the LA Kings insider comments, you know, like <laughs> even, even Reddit's like, Whoa guys, that's a little crazy there. You know, like, like the alt right section of Reddit. It's like, Whoa, I'm not touching those comments, but um, yes, there seems to be this groundswell, uh, whereas I threw it out there as a uh, chuckle uh, of a joke, if you will, but who says, yeah, now's the time to trade Kopitar and, and, you know, get some assets <laughs> for that, for that, <laughs> that Selkie uh, <laughs> winning top one center that is just, you know, a dime a dozen these days in the NHL. It's it's bonkers. Even if it was just one person, it's one of those it's one of those ideas that is so uniquely terrible that it has to be squashed before it spreads. But it's also so uniquely LA Kings fan too. You know, it's, yeah, and I'm sure. No, and look, I, I I don't follow any other NHL team as as intimately as I do. Like, you know, it would be crazy. It'd be like a Canadians fan and saying, "Oh, trade PK Soup." Oh, whoops. Okay, I guess they did trade him, <laughs> didn't they? Uh, but it, it's so cr- like 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 I understand if you want to trade quick or you want to trade uh, who whomever. But like the Cop- <laughs> like Kopitar is one of those players that like in 15 years we're gonna like watch his highlights and be like oh my gosh i didn't even remember in the moment how much that guy did you know like he just and kings fans who want to trade kopitar or king fan who wants to trade (laughs) kopitar take a look at that third period on the the -hmm. the second half of a back-to-back and how that team almost fell apart and tell me that this team doesn't need a strong defensive center that can dictate the outcome of a game well and look you know because the comments we saw were you know he doesn't score anymore he just sets up passes to other players and they do all the hard work and you know he's blah 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 meanwhile what is it 10 years in a row now that he's led the team in scoring um it's ridiculous you know he he's dragged slovenia into uh into olympic contention kicking and screaming he's dragged (laughs) slovenia he's the captain of team europe a team that exists almost exclusively to showcase a team that almost won the 2016 world cup presented by bridgestone i mean it's it's truly crazy it's it's I love sports fans. The half they never you do and, never and look, cease I, to amaze me. Look, I'm sure this is not an anomaly. I'm sure there's a a, a trade a Tom Brady uh, message board. I'm sure there's a you know a, at the peak there was probably a trade LeBron or you know, but it's just um it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how when when a star player is injured for a couple games and the team does halfway decent with them out, how how quickly fan or fans can turn. <laughs> Yeah, and and look, I I do not like it when people use the word. Um, oh shoot! I've now I've completely lost track of the word. <laughs> uh, uh, expendable, right? People will say, "Oh, well, you know, Kyle Clifford came along and that made Wayne Simmons expendable." Like, I don't like that word for a number of different reasons, not the least of which is that these are human beings, right, with families and feelings, and so nobody's expendable. But even if it's a situation where one player duplicate something that another player on your roster does you still <laughs> you have to understand the importance of depth and structure and the way your team's constructed 
And even if a team, it's not like the Kings have gone on a ten game winning streak without Kopitar, right? Like they're at five. I believe it's a, it's like a three game winning streak. Yeah, right? well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they lost a couple games without him too. <laughs> shh, shh, narrative, narrative, narrative. So I mean, it's just I don't understand it. And you can see this lineup the way it's presently constructed, and you can see when Kopitar and Gabrick come back. I don't think it's going to be too difficult to find roles for them. Right? Like, I well, think... I, I, I think it's going to be difficult for Andre Kopitar. I will, you know, not only is he going to be battling back from an injury, but he's now going to find himself as the third best center on this team behind Nick Dowd and, and Jeff Carter. <laughs> sure. Sorry. Sorry. First NHL star of the week, Jeff Carter. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, I mean, look, I think the, the nice thing about, the, the silver lining of Andre Kopitar being out is that we've had a chance to see that that seventies line is a hundred percent a thing. It's not, you know, it wasn't a half season anomaly. It wasn't. They got, some... it. They got my checkbook. It's very excited that yeah. it's a, a half season. anomaly. Uh, you know, it wasn't some sort of fluke. Tanner Pearson has something like a 20% shooting percentage right now, which people were thrilled to point out to me. Isn't sustainable. I don't care. I say it is. Um, and now we've got a third line with Dowd, Setaguchi, and Brown. Uh, and what, what's the name of that line, Jesse? Well, I'm calling it the Phoenix line, but I'm not going to force everyone onto my bandwagon <laughs> on this one. I'm going to give it time to to grow and, and become popular. Um, but yeah, and so if Kovatar and Gabbert come back, and then you have then you have to fill out your four roster spots, and you have Shore, Clifford, Lewis, King, Nolan, uh, Purcell and whoever else to do it look man this is a really good team like i've gone from sort of tentative optimism that they might be able to hang around to 500 to now looking forward to them coming back and thinking crap man this is a really good team so i want you guys to pause where, right <laughs> where you are the podcast and i want you to go back to the last podcast <laughs> where i, I asked on, if it was time to tank <laughs> when jesse asked if it was time to take and the royal uh, half your pal yeah. your pal the royal half said hey jesse if this team could just string together a couple wins <laughs> stay at 500 until the all-star break like we're in good shape and lo and behold you I'm know, right again. Now, in my defense, once again, I am right in my analysis. In my defense, I agreed with you and said I acknowledge that it's too early. But honestly, the this is now a team that, when healthy, has three distinct lines. And I think you would agree with me that we like it. We feel more comfortable when the lineup has some sort of identity like that, right? When players get to know one another and and you know what to expect out mm -hmm. of pairings. I, I yes, and I you know you can look back to when the Kings were at their most successful in twelve and fourteen when you had. The, the steady lines mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, that, that, that 70s line getting put together. I mean, I understand what, what Sutter is doing by not having them together. And I understand that, you know, Sutter is a master of, of the psychology of the game, you know, and I think only Kings fans kind of understand that because if you just were a person on the East coast watching Sutter press conferences, you'd be like, what is this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but like we understand the psychology. We saw what he did to Alec Martinez. We saw what he did to Tyler Toffoli, Oof, Nick, Alec you know, you know, like, right? Remember? Remember? Mm. Alec Martinez was a healthy scratch, my friend. I remember. Like, so, so it's, it's, um, I understand why a bad coach's instinct would be to be, well, this is the best scoring line we've had in the last two, three seasons. Like, let's keep them together until, you know, there's nothing left in the machine. But I think by breaking them up and getting them time with other wingers and, and then kind of putting them back together when you kind of need them, it's, it's really, it just shows how a student of the game, you know, Sutter still is 30 years into his you know, mm. professional career as both a coach and a player. And, and so I get it. Look, trust me. Trust me. The, the tweeter and the trademarker in me would love to see that 70s line together all the time. But I'm, I'm OK. Um, you know, instead of it being on Monday through Friday, like I like it on like once or twice a week. You know, I don't need it in syndication. I, I'm fine with, <laughs> with a, a, an original episode every now and then. Well, I am I, – look, if you thought I was insufferable about Tanner Pearson in the past, buckle up because I'm about to become completely unbearable. Uh, and the season he's having, especially when he's paired with those guys, I just – it annoys me when they break them up. But I think you're right about Sutter, and I don't think it's any more evident than it is in the success of Peter Budai this year. Um, <laughs> we've talked about it in the past. You know, We've sort of jokingly said – you know, this Kings team is so good structurally that they've turned Zach Goff and Budai into starting goalies again. But Peter Budai has played almost every game of this season. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> all but three, I believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't play the first one. 
Right, obviously. Yeah. Who but... played the first game? Who was who was who played the first game for the Kings? Quick. I'm kidding, Jesse. All I'm right. Kidding. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I think he's been in every game. He yeah, may not no, he didn't start every I think, game. Yeah, maybe. he's been pulled. He's been pulled, or he's coming on relief yeah. uh, when when Zach Hoff's groin explodes mid period. But um, that's not that's not a euphemism. So it yeah no it's it's and look here's the thing here's the thing I love like like Daryl Sutter is a throwback to you know the old school. NHL where you started your goalie, you know, 75 games mm-hmm. a, a season, right? There was a one year uh, Grand Fuhrer, I think, because of a trade, like started 82 games in a season or 83 games even. So, um, you know, he did it with Kippersoff in Calgary and he, he's done it with Quick the last couple of years. And so um, obviously this is probably a little bit of, of extenuating circumstances because the backup goalie has been injured, Zach Koff and, and Campbell while um, very uh, tweetable by your standards because I know you have something you love to tweet out when Jack Campbell's in the lineup. But <laughs> you know he he was really brought in to kind of do what Budai did last year, and that's learn the system at the AHL level so that he could step in, you know, in the, in the future. So I understand why Sutter's been hesitant to give him a shot. And I, I say, you know, Peter Budai is a, is a grown man and an NHL veteran. Like if he wants to start twenty straight games, like good on you, Peter Budai. Yeah, for sure. I just if you had told me at the start of the season that he well, would Jesse, if I had told you at the start of the season <laughs> that that Brown Setaguchi Dowd would be one of the most exciting lines this team since since the LAPD line, <laughs> I, I don't think you would have agreed with that as well. No, but I mean ten six zero and one with a uh, nine point nine one five save percentage and a two point one goals against. I mean, that's great. <laughs> when Quick went down, we all tugged our collars and thought, well, Ooh. yeah, shoot, man, this is it. Uh, well, I, and I think you and I talked about that. I, I can't remember his last podcast or the podcast before, but this, again, this is an anomaly. Like, like the Kings have built the system that a backup goaltender or a mm-hmm. minor league goaltender can step in and, and succeed in this system. It's like, like we said with the Montreal Canadiens, Carey Price went down last year and Canada failed. Literally, mm-hmm. all of Canada failed because Carey Price uh, went down. So it's not, it's not supposed to be like that, right? No, I'm not no, even supposed to be not. here today. Like, 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 <laughs> we should be having the taking conversation with Jonathan Quick out for you know 20 plus games. But, but, God love this team. We're not. I, honestly, I'm surprised we haven't been seeing the trade Quick conversations. Well. I'm I'm looking forward to when they flip Budai at the at the deadline for like a first round draft pick. <laughs> and it's basically what they did with Scrivens a couple of years ago. Yeah, it turned, turned yeah. out all right. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned earlier. But, Jeff, oh, what, yeah. one more thing on the Budai tip. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I threw this out there on Twitter, but I think it got overlooked. I I feel like it's an injustice that Peter Budai has a very impressive beard. Yeah, oh, a yeah, very impressive beard on the level of of that atrocity of a beard you see in San Jose, you know, Brett Burns and and around the league. But I think he doesn't get credit for for his beard because he can't let it grow long like the uh, like Thornton and, mm-hmm. and Burns. and Those guys can. He's got to keep it you know short because I'm sure it affects his his goaltending. So I think there needs to be, uh, again, a classic case of West Coast bias. But um there needs to be more talk about Peter Budai's beard in this league. Great hair, too. I mean, it's a combination. It's a whole... Oh, amazing. Oh, don't even get me started on his lettuce. Okay? Don't <laughs> even get me started on his lettuce. I mean, he looks like a Bond villain. It's great, I, th- I think. <laughs> he does look like I Bond. think it's fantastic. Um, no, I expect you to Budai. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned Jeff Carter, Player of the Week. Uh, so Not you just know, Player of the Week. The first NHL star. Take, okay? uh, take 40 seconds to gush over Jeff Carter. I, I don't think 40 seconds is enough, Jess. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it just, again, it, it just shows you, uh, you know, there was always that Malkin-Crosby thing, right? So mm-hmm. so when they were in the lineup together, um, they didn't have as much success, it seemed, of course, till they won the Stanley Cup last year, but but over the last few years as when they were apart, right? When when Crosby was out, Malkin succeeded. When mm-hmm. Malkin was out, Crosby succeeded. I've never really felt that way with, with Carter and Kopitar over the last couple seasons, but, you know, I... I Carter's wearing the A this season. You know, this is there's been some you know lineup adjustments over the last couple of years, and this is now and Jeff Carter. You know, he's a big part of the leadership core of this team, and, and he has 
putting this team on his back with Kopitar out. And it's been it's been a pleasure to watch. You know, uh, you and I kind of criticized him for not being the the, the stick handling playmaking yeah. center. Then he goes yeah. out and stick handles and playmakes. Yeah, <laughs> made us look pretty so dumb. He, he obviously listens to the podcast. So, hey, Jeff. <laughs> Congrats on the baby. Yeah. Um, let's get them. Let's get a play date together soon. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I, Carter's just everything you asked for. And he's, you know, got a six hundredth point in a Kings uniform, and it's it's, you know, I think we're we've really it, it, we've turned the corner, and 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 you know, it's now L.A. Kings Jeff Carter. Like you don't even remember. Oh no, the, he's the a king. Teams, right? You don't even for remember sure. that. Like he had a lot of success uh, with the Flyers, and even made it to a Stanley Cup final. Like it is now L.A. King Jeff Carter. Yeah, and and just to dovetail back to our conversation about Kopitar it's a really perfect example of why you shouldn't trade Kopitar even if what you <laughs> are we still talking about this well I was just gonna say even if even if the worst things that people are saying about Kopitar is true which is that he's just a shutdown defensive center he's no. still he's still one of the best and then your second line center is Jeff freaking Carter so I... he's a he's a high 60 point scoring shutdown uh, yeah center. well yeah exactly it's sometimes 70s um <laughs> So, yeah, I, look, Jeff Carter is, I mean, he appears to be a man on a mission. Um, I don't expect it to, you know, I don't think he's going to go out there and lead the league in scoring and anything, but we don't need him to, right? We just need him to be Jeff Carter. And uh, he, he if, looks like he's being all the Jeff Carter he can be. I, I mean this in the nicest possible way, Jesse, mm-hmm. but if there's an LA Kings player that's leading the league in scoring, something's wrong with his team, <laughs> right? <You> like, <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> like, like Jeff Carter is 18th in the NHL uh, with 17 points. So that that's I think as high as we're going to get this year. Maybe we'll crack top 15. But close to a point a game is pretty darn good, especially uh, yeah. for especially for a king player. Yeah, he's got one more point than Sidney Crosby. Boom, there you Crosby's go. Crosby's played you know seven less games, but still, <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, so the half there was some news uh, today about <clears> the. <throat> Wait, are we not going to talk about Nick Dowd? Well, let's talk about Nick Dowd then. I, I feel like this needs like like I feel like we should have a Nick Down corner, Nick Dowd corner on on Kingsman's podcast each week. Well, we've know? gotten to the point now where I just want to fight everybody that talks about how much they love Nick Dowd. <laughs> so he, he is your indie rock band that's made it big, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and and yeah. I mean to to Pumper's credit, I ha- Pumper saw him first, so fine, good on Pumper. But it's getting a little weird. <laughs> but I, but he, I don't recall Pumper filling up our group me. Uh, or or our text with, you know, comments about Nick Dowd, whereas I went to a couple of rain games and was heavily on the Nick Dowd train. So Shang Peng had you guys all beat anyways. Yeah, but he goes to every friggin' rain game. <laughs> like, guy pays three hundred dollars a yeah, year to watch he, rain games he watches, online. He watches the games. Ugh, um, whatever. <laughs> I, I just want to talk a little bit about that that assist on the Martinez goal against the Devils. Oof, and yeah. I mean like you know, we've said it the last couple of weeks that we've been talking, but the the skill, right? The skill that's in these in this guy, Nick Dowd, is mm-hmm. out of control. I mean, forget about the fact of pulling that off, right? Like just pulling that move off. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that move before in in all my years of watching. I've seen spinoramas. Yeah, I've seen it in it. a video game a couple times. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> da- da- like we see a spinorama from Dowdy yeah. on the reg on a power play point, but but the kick to yourself. I mean, like the 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 um to to use an italian word the chutzpah that that nick dowd <laughs> has there is is unbelievable and and you know we, we talked about this last, last podcast that nick dowd has this kind of elite level skill but he's he's in an la king system and he he's responsible but oof if he had it if if a forward had uh, seen that move coming and poked it out and scored on the uh the shorthanded play you could you can better believe we wouldn't be talking about <laughs> nick dowd right now um <laughs> But it just the skill that's in the, in this in this player is just I, I every game I just I, I just find myself much like you and Pumper were a long time ago drawn to him. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah. but and, and I want to I, I want to say I want to rail a little bit against that the the that communist uh, Sergei Makarov, okay, who came over to this country <laughs> and and took away. Nick Dowd's Calder uh, Calder eligibility, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, great, he's a Hall of Famer, blah 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 blah, but because of of Makarov in the in the eighties, Nick Dowd with ten points, okay, two goals, eight assists, would currently be in the top ten of rookie scoring, which in most seasons wouldn't sound that impressive, but when you've got you know Patrick Line, Mitch Barner, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Matthews. Nylander, Matthews, Jimmy Vesey, uh, uh, Konecki. 
um, Zach Wierenski. Like when you've got these guys all at the 18 to 12 point and, and Nick Dowd's in with these guys in the top 10. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And I just think it's I really want to start a um, you know, I, I always get so frustrated after, you know, something great. Like, okay, let, let's say your favorite candidate loses an election. OK, let's say that happens recently. <laughs> yeah. You always see these like, oh, here's my web petition to turn this over. And you're always like, OK, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that petition dot com uh, <laughs> really makes a difference. But I'm ready to start one for uh, for Nick Dowd's eligibility to be uh, reenacted. Look, Nick Dowd was just a man born at the wrong time. He's <laughs> he's uh, he's too old for the Calder and too young for the White House. So there <laughs> It's just we're just gonna have to enjoy what we get from Nick Dowd, and uh, and and he'll win a postseason award for the Kings. That's for sure. I'm well. It's funny you say that because I was just about to say Trevor Lewis better better look behind him because I think there might be a uh, his first uh, contender for unsung hero in a long, long time. And and let's not forget Arlo Dowd because uh, <laughs> we will not forget Arlo. I'm Dowd pretty excited to, about that too. When Bark Madness 2017 hits your screen, it's right around the corner, Kings fans. So let's talk about this All Star rule change. The half um, they announced today, the NHL that any player on the injured reserve list or sent down to the AHL will be ineligible to be voted into the All Star game. This is pretty much just to prevent another John Scott to the All Star game situation. <laughs> what do we? But think? is it? But isn't this kind of like tempting fans to like vote like Matt Martin in and just to like make the Maple Leafs send them down to the AHL, right? I mean, can you still vote for anyone? Yeah, as far as I know. But uh, the half, uh, yes, it is tempting fans to do something. But never mind Matt Martin. The All-Star Game's in L.A. this year. I'm very familiar with that. We've got a handful of candidates, one of them, Nick Dowd, one of them, uh, Dustin Brown, Devin Setaguchi. I mean, Kings fans, if we mobilize, we can. Yeah, but I mean, we can like, get that's something not, done here. That's not a goof vote like Scott was. No, you know? no there's like, never going to is... be another goof vote. But but the point is, let's have a, a you know a tribute vote. So are you saying in 50 years they're going to show highlights of the 2017 NHL All Star Game at Staples Center and skating out together is going to be set of Gucci Dowd and Brown like all of the Triple Crown line of the of 1980? We are all Kings the half. What's going <laughs> to stop us? I mean, maybe. Who knows? All right, listen. I'm I'm ready to. Uh, oh, I'm ready to goose for Setaguchi, or I'm trying to think of some clever voting uh, um, thing that we could do with with uh, with Setaguchi. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, look. Uh, they don't call it the no fun league for for not. Oh wait, that's the NFL. Sorry, <laughs> they don't call it the no having a good time league for nothing. <laughs> nice say. <laughs> the NHL. Um, the if if any other professional sports franchise got the publicity that that they would have gotten from an all-star game uh like the nhl got with john scott not only would it like you would you would be mandated to have a team of enforcers <laughs> next season <laughs> yeah so, look i i was against look I, I have to yeah no no you were very violently against it Jesse. yeah and I, violently and, against it. and and i stand by that you know i think they got lucky with john scott having a the personality and b the games turning out in his favor so it wound up being this incredible story but if it had been zengas gergensen or uh who i forget the player that played for vancouver that they tried to vote in a couple of years rory fitzpatrick that. thank you if it'd been yeah but what's what's to say rory fitzpatrick wouldn't have scored a hat trick and no, you know like you know right. like you nothing could, you could have had the exact same result sure but like I said, I think they got lucky. And and while I don't approve of the rule, I'm standing by my thought that last year it was, it was dumb to vote John Scott. And like I said, it worked out, and it was and it was tons of fun. But I think it would have been just as much fun. It was tons Scott of fun. Not been there. No, Jesse, look, I, it was great. Tell me the last NHL All Star game that you had like that much fun watching. I'll get the answer for you. Zero. Yeah, it's never. Been a while. Never. No, <laughs> it's never even been a while, Jesse. You've never had that much fun watching an All-Star game. I liked did. the first one where they did a player draft. I thought that was pretty fun. Okay, that was the draft. The game sucked. Well, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's it's difficult to know how much of those games being fun had to do with John Scott being involved and how much it was 3 on 3 because the reality is other oh, than 3 on 3, yeah. Yeah, other than the moment where Scott scored, which is great because of the whole storyline, the games themselves were still fantastic. So Look, I'm just saying, Kings fans, we should mobilize. We should pick somebody, and we should get them in. Because did they did they announce today that the format's the same as last uh, year? I think they announced. I don't think they've actually officially announced. The yeah, format. I don't think I they should, have announced the format. I should know this, but I don't. As the official podcast for the team that's hosting the All Star yeah. Game this year, yeah. 
and yet I don't know. So. No, honestly, I don't. I don't think they have announced. I mean, you have to assume with the success they had uh, last year that I can't imagine they won't go back to three on three. Yeah. Um, um, and then like the kind of mini, you know, tournament. Um, yeah. A, a, a miniature World Cup, if you will. Oh, here but, we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, four captains will be selected. Format remains same for 2017 game in Los Angeles. Okay, great. Just announced today. So there you go. Well, th- thank you for <laughs> oh, a Kingsman podcast exclusive. Nah, I think people have probably had an opportunity here by now, by the time they hear this. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be a ton of fun. And like I said, Kings fans, we'll, we're going to figure out which player collectively that we want to promote. And then we're going to John Scott someone in there, whether it's Eddie well, I mean, or Dowd I mean, or Brown or... I mean, is it time to start? Is it, too it could be Budai for that matter. Well, look, if he's the best goalie in the Western Conference, he's, he should be in there. I agree. Um, no, I, th- I mean, it's, you're going to see Jeff Carter in there, hopefully. And and um, I, I, I'm okay with um, the Kings. It, normally, I don't want the Kings players to play in the All-Star game because I want them to rest during the break. Sure. Since they won't have to travel at all, like I, I'd be okay with them being a part of this team. So the half, that's the all-star uh, voting selection. You had, uh, you had you wanted to weigh in on what we talked about on uh, Saturday Straight Up this week as far as the postseason well, I, awards. I, I was watching uh, the newest viral success, Saturday Straight Up, uh, on, on the Fox Sports West Network. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you had a little discussion about the uh, uh, that Down Goes Brown article, um, which you should all check out, which is great, about you know similar to what they do in baseball with the American and National League, mm-hmm. uh, split, splitting the award up into, into two conferences. And I got to say... I, I think it's a great idea. Thank you. I think it's a great idea. It and is I can't a great believe idea. That, like no one thought of it. Yeah. Until now, you're right because like I, baseball, their two leagues play each other more than the NHL's two leagues way play more, each other. Way more. I and, mean, and, and I realize that's a recent thing, but still. No, and and it gives. Look, there's an East Coast chapter and a West Coast chapter of the PHWA. It like allow them to vote on it, so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about like the. The the finally those East Coast writers can go to bed after the games are over, uh, <laughs> and and the West Coast writers don't have to watch at four o'clock. You know, it's for it, but it it totally makes sense, and and even from a branding opportunity for for the NHL, right. I, mean, I don't think they shy away from the the Western and Eastern Conference. Um, besides maybe the fact that they've been uneven for a couple of years between the two teams, but. Um, yeah, I think it's a great idea, and, and I disagree with with anyone in a plaid shirt that said otherwise. <laughs> and and the thing I find most fascinating—I mean, look, obviously we love Josh and John—but the thing I found most fascinating about their argument was that you know this is this should be an award um, <clears throat> to recognize excellence, and it's like, yeah, but we're not deciding who is exalted in the halls of heaven forever and who spends eternity burning in hell. We're talking about postseason awards for a sport. Like, why not have two winners? Yeah. <laughs> why, why not spread it around? We're not spitting on anybody's grave or slapping there's, somebody in the face. Like, I'm there's sure one downside. Yeah, one downside that? That, that we didn't think about. Um, that would double the length of the NHL award show, which would <laughs> truly, Ooh. truly make me want to blow my brain. Out. Yeah, you know what? I've changed my mind 100. <laughs> percent That's a terrible idea. Um, no, but I mean, look, the M- Major League Baseball doesn't have an awards show. They release the 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 awards right. over time. The NBA, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't have an awards show. They they hand them out during the playoffs. Um, I don't know how football does it, but maybe it's time to just say goodbye to the NHL awards show. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It's time to just say goodbye to the NHL awards show. <laughs> and time to say hello to West Coast Norris champion <laughs> Drew Doughty of eight straight seasons. But I mean, honestly, I, look, we've I mean. I'm super glad you agree because it's just it's just crazy. To me, it's a no brainer. Like yeah. it's like one of the few things. It's like oh yeah. And then from a league perspective, I mean, I guess tradition, tradition, tradition. But like, well, but you know, they've, it's funny. They've always talked about how they want to brand new awards. Like, why not create the second, you know, the awards based on you know, you give the Eastern Conference the old school name and the Western Conference the more modern player name. Yeah, you know? and look. Part of the problem with the NHL awards show is that they feel the need to fill it with so much garbage because there's only like what six awards or something. Yeah, there'd uh, be twelve. Well, yeah, there'd be twelve awards, and if you start doing stuff like splitting the Norris into two trophies, right, like best all-around defenseman and best offensive defenseman, I'm just looking at it right now. Well, okay, the West Coast, you give Dowdy the all-around, Burns the offensive defenseman, Carlson on the East the offensive, and I don't know, maybe Latang gets the all-around. There, there's four awards. Now you don't have to have Will Arnett doing some sort of weird parody. 
that's just all <laughs> we love you will arnett but <laughs> i don't know i just and uh, ed will arnett's representation we love as well too. we do definitely <laughs> but i i just i've never i've never understood the pushback on more postseason awards like <laughs> like we clearly the the appetite for people to to talk about sports and to listen to other people talking about sports is clear and we've clearly not reached that limit yet so why not why not give ourselves more content so, so just just to be clear the the official position of jesse cohen is more postseason awards less postseason award shows absolutely got it i'm, I'm with you unless we, I, I, unless we move bark madness to the summer and we just make it a league-wide thing and call it i don't know bark summer doesn't really well, work, but okay, it doesn't work because it's based off of March, <laughs> March Madness. Madness I don't know. But I do love the league-wide idea. That's fantastic. I mean, just come on, right? Summer tournament. Who's dog? <laughs> who's uh, that? Would be the real Stanley Pup over the summer. Uh, side note: Back to the All Star Game discussion uh-huh. and, and the the Western Conference uh, Vezina Trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Budai currently leads the Western Conference in victories with with ten. There you go. And his his goals same percentage isn't great, but his goals against is two point one. It's not terrible though. No, it's not terrible. Two shutouts. He leads the conference in shutouts. Or oh, actually, wow. Dubnik has four shutouts. Yeah, Dubnik is. I don't know what to make of that kid. And okay, I didn't put this on the agenda, but if Minnesota actually wins their division, which I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know. Yes, Jesse, they're going to lose a game seven. No, no. I just how crazy would that be? Just I mean, I don't think they're in position to do it right now, but. Uh, I just think it would be really funny. Oh, that's we, all. we are we are um, approaching uh, American Thanksgiving. That's right. We all know is the uh, that's the quarter bold pole, standard. They say. Yep. All right, the half. I want to thank you for joining me. Unless there's anything else we want to touch on. Uh, no, I'm excited to see my hometown New York Islanders coming to uh, Staples Center on uh, a Wednesday night. Um, you know, I used to live in New York City. I, t- I knew uh, that. Yeah, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but uh, yeah, I know. And I know. Um, yeah, no, and 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 for people who haven't seen the. The newest episode of uh, Saturday Straight Up. Uh, check uh, all of our tweets, and and you can uh, check it out. Jesse, uh, John Rosen, and uh, Josh Cooper, friend of the pod, are all doing a great job. Thanks, buddy. And uh, as you mentioned, the uh... will you Ven- will you Venmo me that twenty bucks now for for saying that? <laughs> oh, are we still on? I got to edit that out now. Thanks. Uh, but because uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, and because I am leaving town and will not be here on Thanksgiving, it is time for my annual opportunity to embarrass you the half before we go oh god i thought we were past those nope never gonna be so i want to thank you <laughs> for everything you've done as far as helping the podcast out uh everybody if you don't follow the half on twitter or you haven't read uh the years of work that he's done over at the royal because <laughs> that's the only thing you're gonna read on the site right now <laughs> <laughs> he gets a bad rap for being a a, a, a a hater and not a real kings fan but the reality is there are very few people as supportive and generous and funny and great as the royal half so the half thanks for being my friend. Thanks hey. for supporting us. And thank hey, you for listening, for, Kings fans. <laughs> th- thank you for all you've done, Jesse. And Aww. and uh and thanks uh thanks to Kings fans. And be sure this Thanksgiving holiday uh to uh send your Kopitar trade um <laughs> suggestions to at Kingsman Podcast. That's uh, at Kingsman Podcast. <laughs> uh. Joining me now, senior producer from Fox Sports West, Jack A. Wilson. How are you doing today, Jack? Uh, I am making a gif of uh, Bob Miller sipping from a Bob Miller Coffee with Bob coffee mug. So uh, I am like in some sort of weird version of an inception <laughs> right now. Uh, I'll just say this, uh, while, while we're on it, th- this was going to be part of our promotion on uh, on for every uh, Kings Weekly coming up here, starting with our, our episode, which airs Wednesday night this week. Uh, we're going to be giving away an autographed Coffee with Bob coffee mug. So. Uh, follow FoxSportsWest.com for directions on how you can win it. Uh, we'll just get that out of the way, out of the way off the top because I think people are going to want to know how they can get their own signed Bob Miller coffee with Bob coffee mug. Look, I already um, have a non-signed coffee with Bob coffee mug, and I want to know how I can get my coffee with Bob mug signed. <laughs> Am I eligible to win this mug? I, I, I tried to steal one as I, as I was having <laughs> asking Bob to sign them and bringing them back uh, to the office. I, I tried to just pocket one but uh you know it's king's fans come first jesse all right i suppose that i suppose that's the right thing to do <laughs> for thanksgiving so what what is going to be on this week's episode of king's weekly well 
I'm, I just want to say how thankful for I am right off the top here because this week on Kings Weekly, we have Coffee with Bob, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, featuring a player uh, who hails from Utah, United States of America. <laughs> oh, who's where's that? The number tw- where's the number 22? Uh, some say he's unsung. Strike that. Most say he's unsung. <laughs> if <laughs> only there Lewis. were some sort of award that could be handed out for being unsung. Trevor Lewis is our, our guest on Coffee with Bob this week. Like I mentioned, uh, our show airs on Wednesday night because of the holiday. So so hunker down on Wednesday night after you get back from uh, your your local bar, visiting all of uh, the people that you uh, didn't like hanging out with in high school and are now, for some reason, spending the night before Thanksgiving <laughs> hanging out with them again. Uh, so once you get home from that, once you so go ahead and bail from that about 10 o'clock. On, on Wednesday night, since no one ever enjoys that experience, get home and uh, and uh, watch watch Coffee with Bob featuring Trevor Lewis and and have a chance to win a signed Coffee with Bob mug. You know, Jack, there are uh, plenty of things that I have not enjoyed about getting older. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the things I've really enjoyed, and you, I'm just old enough compared yeah. to you that this is that this is a difference in our lives. One of the greatest things is never having to do those nights with people you didn't like hanging out with in high what, school. Are you saying that's like a newer thing or something? Like, no, I'm just saying about six or seven years ago, I just decided I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> oh no, I, I don't. I don't participate in that madness oh, either. So it's a, I, I, I avoid uh, Hennessy's and Redondo Beach like the plague uh, the the week of Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's like it's. Hey, it's it's just I'm good. I'm I'm 32 years old. I'm, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're cool. I, the people who I want to have in my life are in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I am uh, again only slightly older than you, but made that decision a long time ago. That I Congrats on that. that. Restarted all my social media and uh, neglected to reinvite all those people that I've not spoken to face to face in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> uh, now it just sounds like you're advocating being antisocial. No, no, I as I have in, in my travels as an adult met many new people and many new friends like yourself jack i okay, would i would good. thoroughly enjoy watching kings weekly with you at a bar on wednesday night uh, all right i appreciate i appreciate that you've made time and space for me in your life yeah all right can, can we talk about hockey now absolutely <laughs> um yeah so how what, what do you want to talk about who should we start with here there's, well, so, there's so many great like great things going on and fun things going on with the kings we've we talked to the royal half uh in this episode and we spent a little bit of time talking about jeff carter but let's revisit it one more time because i think it bears mentioning he was named uh, the NHL's number one star of the week. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think I, I just wish there was a higher accolade we could have given him. That, that's <laughs> that's my only disappointment. Um, he's he's been amazing, right? Like he, no Kopitar, no Gabrick, um, and you know it's he's carrying this team offensively with with some nice help from Tyler Toffoli, who who seems to have um, he started out a little slow maybe this year, but um, obviously playing with Jeff Carter doesn't hurt. But, uh, you know, he, he's looking good, too. So I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I, I think we've had this debate before, and we don't need to go down this road because this is a much bigger debate. But mm-hmm. I've, I've started this conversation in our little group text message with all, all of the uh, Team TRH-adjacent people. Um, that So you, you think about, as Kings fans who, who are going through their first golden age and in the midst of the first golden age of the team, I, I think I'd say mm-hmm. – um, Think about whose numbers are going to end up in the rafters next to Robitaille and Blake and Gretzky and the rest. Yeah. And I think the givens are 11, 23, 32, and 8, right? Those are the four that, that you can just assume are givens. And I would say among those four, I think you put Jeff Carter next to him. The, to me, those five guys are the guys who – um, represent this era of Kings hockey. They, they are Kings hockey. So, you know, in 20, 30, 40 years from now, I'm going to remember great things about Justin Williams and Jared Stolen, Jake Muzzin and Alec Martinez and uh, Tanner Pearson, Tyler Toffoli, but, and, and Trevor Lewis and Kyle Clifford. But, um, but those five guys are, are this era of the Kings, which have brought us two Stanley Cups and a whole lot more um, excitement. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, Look, I wouldn't fight it if it happened. Uh, yeah. At this point, Jeff Carter has 233 points as a king mm-hmm. um, in 315 games. He's got 120 goals. The 233 points is good for 28th all time. Uh, let me just pull up how many 
where he ranks goal-wise. He's 18th overall in goals. Um, I think I'll say what I think I've said over and over before, which is if he finishes his career out in L.A. and and maintains some sort of steady scoring pace, then yeah, I think you're right. Um, Because he would wind up having played the bulk of his career here. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his career stats now. He's just played six years in LA and six years in Philadelphia at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much it's split, it's split down the middle. Of his career, I think. What is? It? I'm sorry, how many games do you say he's played in LA? 315 compared to 461 in Philadelphia. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. It's, <laughs> it doesn't appear to be. <laughs> no. Um, so that's a good thing for Kings fans, but but yeah, it's that that that's I mean that's just dumb uh, debate talk that that doesn't really matter at this point. But it, uh, to me, at least, I guess I just that's the context of mm-hmm. where I think he places on this team and the importance of him in this organization. Um, and I mean, let's you, what he's doing now is awesome, and and we were lucky to watch him play every night. But you know, n- never forget, as they say, Jesse, that. Uh, the Carter trade was the uh, among other things, but that was the you know the catalyst for that run um, in 2012. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I actually divide, <laughs> uh, and we'll see how long I keep doing this. But for the last <laughs> five years, I have divided my hockey viewing life into two um, categories, and and right. the Carter trade is the linchpin. Not not because it was the the catalyst for winning the cup, but because it was the first time that I had ever really uh heard of advanced analytics in in hockey yeah Um, okay i mean maybe i had heard of it peripherally but it was the first time that i ever paid it any mind and actually looked into it because i thought oh jack johnson for jeff carter what an what an even trade what an interesting trade right and you know in retrospect it turns out it was a trade of incredible weakness for for incredible strength um and and I, I agree with you. And I, I, I wish, honestly, like I, I loved Jack Johnson and we had some time just to spend with him covering mm-hmm. the team. And I wish that would have worked out. And I wish he could have stayed here and we still could have brought Jeff Carter. And I think it's Jack Johnson's a very interesting case of, you know, a, a slow, a slow sliding doors thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think if, if he stays in this organization and he continues to have the player development that the Kings offer and, I, I it's I think I think he has a much different career. Um, and obviously all the, the off the ice stuff is just awful. And there there's no that has nothing to do with hockey. But yeah. but it, it it's it's it is one of he is one of those sympathetic figures as as we get further and further away from that trade. And and you're you know we're stoked that that Jeff Carter came here and and helped kind of start what that run. But man, it would have been cool like to have that guy around for a few years just because he seemed like you know he was. Seemed like a king. He, you want you want to hear something crazy? What's that? And I would not have guessed this uh, had I not just looked it up. But uh, Jack Johnson has, still has more games played as an LA King than Jeff Carter. That's shocking. Right? That is, yeah, that, <laughs> I would that, that, I would is... not have guessed it. But 315 games played for Jeff Carter and uh, 343 for for Jack Johnson. That's really shocking. I I was um I was I was producing our our pregame show over the weekend. And we talked to Kyle Clifford, and we talked about Kyle Clifford, and just kind of, he, we joked about Trevor Lewis being the unsung guy. Well, mm-hmm. then Kyle Clifford is the unsung unsung guy. <laughs> um, and and we we're, I was looking at his numbers, and just twenty five years old. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't have it in front of me. I forgot that um, number of games played, two Stanley Cups, in the lineup every night. You know, the, it's. It's crazy. Some of the, some of the guys who started with this team so young, Drew Dowdy is another example that have had are still so young and have already made such a huge impression on this organization. That's one of the things that I love about Nick Dowd being twenty six <laughs> is, is, is that though he's the rookie, he's older than half the guys. Right. And yeah. I mean, you know, I, I constantly forget, for example, that Toffoli and Pearson are as young as they are. Right. Um, yeah. And Kyle Clifford's no, that... another one. It's it's pretty nutty. It, it's it's crazy. It's um, so I mean that's a good thing, and then that that's something to, to remember when when P- 
people are talking about or freaking out when the Kings lose four games in a row because they're missing, missing Andre Kopitar and Jonathan <laughs> Quick. Like, let's remember how young a lot of the, not necessarily the central core of this team, but a lot of those kind of B-tier guys yeah. are. Uh, let's let's remember how young they are before we start freaking out next time. Yeah, and, and you know, look, the older guys on this team, uh, Peter Budai, uh, Tom Gilbert, Jeff Carter, Dustin Brown, um, performing pretty darn well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom Gilbert. I'm glad you mentioned him too because he he has been. Um, you haven't noticed Tom Gilbert a lot, but that's that's okay. Like that's kind of in what kind of wh- who the Kings have on defense right now, and that and all that. Um, when you factor all that in, that's kind of what probably what you want from Tom Gilbert. He just quietly does his job every night and um, looks solid. So I mean, and the, the, you just brought up advanced analytics. I'm sure someone with advanced analytics could maybe. Um, uh, argue that point, or, or maybe maybe he has been playing well. I, I don't know, but just based on watching the games, as they say, uh, I've been happy with Tom Gilbert. Yeah, I have as well. And and last year for me was a perfect example of where um, you know you do actually have to quote unquote watch the games, nerds, because <laughs> because Christian Ehrhoff had had you know exemplary fancy stat numbers, and right. and I couldn't have been happier when they traded him. Because right. I just did not enjoy watching Christian Ehrhoff play. Uh, Tom Gilbert currently with a 52.8 Corsi rating, so nothing to sneeze at. And, no, and like you said, I don't notice him until he hits Kopitar with a pass. Right, you know, that oh, nobody yes. else on the team would. So uh, it's off in the offensive zone. Like not like he has a. I maybe uh, we haven't seen a much much of it, but we haven't seen a whole lot of like a big booming shot or anything like that. But yeah, it's just smart plays, getting the puck to the right guy when he has it at the point in the offensive zone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 all all around the Kings, and we we, we Daryl Sutter always says it: just stay in the horse race, right? Yeah. Like that's the whole that's the whole thing. So they're doing <laughs> it. They're doing they're doing that that exactly. So I, I said this to the half on this episode already, but I'll say it to you now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as this team, you know, finds ways to win these games, yeah. Um, my optimism, I think, is turning from to the sort of, you know, baseless Homer type, you know, like, <laughs> we can do it. This is a great team, guys. To, right. to now I'm watching the team and I go, my God, if that 70s line gets, is kept together and the, yeah. and the Dowd set of Gucci line is kept together and Kopitar and Gabbert come back and you put, I, literally, I don't care who you put on their left wing. Let's just say Dwight King for now. Yeah. And then your fourth yeah. line is some combination of Clifford, Shore, Nolan, Andrioff, um, Purcell, etc., and mm-hmm. then and then your defense when McNabb is healthy is uh, let's even just say Forbert, Dowdy, Muzzin, Martinez, McNabb, and again Green, Gravel, Gilbert, you know one of those G's. Yeah. Um, and when Quick is coming back, I don't think it's as strong a team as maybe won the Cup in 2012, but no. it's a really strong team, and it's a team that I would say absolutely makes the playoffs and absolutely contends. Yeah, I. I- completely agree it's 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 stay in the horse race right yeah you know what i mean like and and we always use you and you talked about it on saturday straight up uh last (laughs) last week to to plug your uh your intermission segment there Mm -hmm. on fox sports west but um we it's we use thanksgiving american thanksgiving as a a barometer for um for you know where where teams are and the playoff race and all that stuff and the Kings are in it you know what I mean so so we look at it right now and we say they're in it and and that's awesome and and hopefully they stay at it and uh, you know just don't freak out at, um, if uh, if you know they they stumble a little bit here and there it's 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 they're gonna get these guys back and if they lose two or three games in a row on a road trip when they're playing some good teams then. Yeah. That's just kind of what we're gonna have to live through for now. Well, they're they're ten nine and one, um, which means that the worst they can finish the month is ten twelve and one. I think, or no, I yeah. guess they have three games left in them. Well, whatever. They can't they can't get too <laughs> well, too far whatever. behind. And honestly, in the back to backs against New Jersey and Anaheim, I did not expect them to win both of them. I mean, okay. and and not in a negative way. I just thought, oh well, there's no way, right? Budai's yeah. played a million games. If Zakoff comes in, he'll be coming in cold. It's back to back nights. You know, they, I just figured, all right, well, the, the Ducks game is a loss after they right. beat New Jersey. And, and I was fine with it. And they found a way to win that game. Um, took a huge yeah. lead and then held on. So, 
Yeah, no, it's it was it that was a nice. I, I don't want to call it a surprise, but that was a bonus. Like right, like mm-hmm. that was it, it, you just because of the way the game before went. You definitely wanted them to show up um, and play well, you know, but um, and and not basically account for themselves a little better than they did the the uh, the game before. So the fact that they came out and looked so great and Jeff Carter basically threw the team on his back. Um, that was awesome. So, yeah. And one of the half, and I pointed this out, one of the greatest things about Jeff Carter's play is, uh, every time we say he doesn't or can't do something on the podcast. Yeah. Turns around and does it <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to make us look dumb. <laughs> yes. That, that's why he does it. Jesse. You're absolutely well, he right. He clearly listens to the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and we and we appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. So, uh, yeah. Jack, before we let you go, uh, yeah. it is Thanksgiving. It is. That's and, which is why uh, I'm talking to you right now. I mean, well, I, Cole, can we can we point out one thing? Yeah, uh, I was. You asked me if I could uh, join you and the royal half on on the podcast when you taped earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, can can we can we say why uh, I, I wasn't able to? Just to, as a point of evidence of, of before how... we do i just okay. want i just want everybody to be clear that when i started this podcast it was ostensibly to discuss hockey and the los angeles kings but in fact the real reason was right. a sneaky way for me to just talk about pie for the rest of my life i that's i'm okay with that so, so why so the, why couldn't you join us jack i could not join you in the royal half to talk about pies on thanksgiving because i was busy making pies hey there uh, you go from scratch <laughs> handmade from scratch crust everything uh my my jesse i love pie so much i know you do (laughs) i i married a girl whose father used to own a pie shop uh so so i was i was actually i was my father-in-law uh as he he has been generous enough to share his old recipes with me uh so i I cranked out a pretty good pecan and a pretty good pumpkin pie as a little test run for uh, for Wednesday night when I make them for real for Thanksgiving. So old, old man cross taught you his pie secrets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we, we should direct people at this point to uh, the Royal Half. We should tweet it out the the Royal Half's uh, pie rankings from two Thanksgivings ago, um, or last year. Excuse me, that was last year. We did we did our holiday rankings two years ago, uh, proclaiming Thanksgiving as the greatest holiday. And then last year we followed up with the sequel proclaiming uh, or, or deciding which pies are good and which pies are not good and which desserts are not pies at all. I'm looking at you, cheesecake. Cheesecake, absolutely a pie. But remind me again which pie was decide, was declared king of all pies. Uh, I, I just declared boysenberry. I'm okay um, with that. Yeah, I, there's it's hard to be boysenberry pie for me, but I'm, I'm partial to fruit pies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, a lot of... Now, the, one of the bigger controversies, and Flubber McGee is right about most things other than his taste in baseball teams and pie crust, <laughs> uh, prefers uh, graham cracker crust to the the traditional uh, homemade, uh, you know, flaky, right. Delicious, buttery. Wonderful, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, he's from the Midwest. I guess that explains, you know, it's I don't want to get political here, so I won't. But, you know, there's a lot of poor decisions that go on in that part of the country sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and, and Flubber McGee loving graham cracker, graham cracker crust is just one of those. Yeah, I don't mind uh, one graham cracker crust out of every 30 pies I eat in my life. Right. But, but it, can't, it can't be the staple. It can't be the regular thing. <laughs> Uh, no, it can't be, and um, unless you like awful things, uh, that's okay. Flubber McGee is uh, is is allowed to like things that aren't good. Um, it's it's America. It's it's a free choice. <laughs> that's his constitutional so, right to like. Awful it's your things. constitutional right to to <laughs> like inferior inferior products. I mean, I, maybe he drives a Ford Focus. Maybe he <laughs> maybe his like his favorite sitcom is How I Met Your Mother. If he just if he wants to go for just the most plain, basic, inferior products over, you know, searching out uh, the top tier like a homemade, handmade, flaky, soft uh, uh, a pie crust, then then that's that's Flubber McGee's prerogative. I feel like we're we're. Wandering dangerously off topic <laughs> as the more and more we discuss pies. <laughs> I feel like this is part of the course, but yeah. we, we do the pie. I think I'm going to wrap this up, but before we do, Jack, because we are heading into Thanksgiving, I'm going to put you in the embarrassment seat now. I've done it to Lindsay and uh, the half. I want to thank you 
for all the hard work you've done, not only for Fox, but also for me and for everybody that uh, that we know on Team TRH. Again, for everybody who listens, Jack comes on and he likes to uh, he likes to tease Rosen about college football, and, yeah. he likes, and he likes to accuse me of running a shoddy podcast. But uh, <laughs> the, the reality is, few people as generous with their time and uh, and their feelings as Jack A. Wilson. He's a great guy, and we appreciate him. So thanks very much, Jack. Kings fans I, should uh, I, should I, really appreciate everything you do for them. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you letting us promote Kings Weekly on this show every week. You. you let me just say, we started doing this before you became the official LA Kings <laughs> podcaster. So you were, I, the first time I came on was when we did the Day with the Cup show in 2012. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you just blindly promoted our show because you're a good dude. So so thanks for that. Uh, uh, screw Pumper Nickel. Uh, <laughs> Words to live ha- by. Ha- half season ticket holder <laughs> buddy is dead to me. Uh, Jersey Brian's awesome. Flubber has horrible taste in just about everything, and it's from the Midwest, so I, he doesn't even register for me. But I'm thankful for the rest of you guys. No, no special shout out for Tuffy or or, or King. I said everyone else is good. Wait, I, all right, I, all right. I, yeah, yeah. Everyone else is a t- Tuffy and uh, Shanze Kopitar and and the Royal Half and and the Queen uh, of Meme. Well, the only reason I like the Royal Half is because his kid is pretty cool. But yeah, uh, and, like, like we like hanging out with this kid. But, but other than that, he's a pretty horrible person too. So uh, <laughs> well, I, I respectfully disagree. In, <laughs> but, some, uh, in, some, in summation, uh, thankful for all of you weird nerdy bloggers. <laughs> on that, on that thankful note, we want to thank you, Kings fans, for listening. So for the Royal Half, Lindsay Zarneski and Jack A. Wilson, my name is Jesse Cohen, Kings fans. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Cheesecake isn't pie. It most certainly is. <laughs>